Hi everybody, this is Trace Hobson from iConnect Expansion. Welcome to the Speed of Presence. You know, listening is something that we all know that we need to have as a skill set if we're going to work with people in organizations, in leadership, and in management. That said, the skill set that we used in the old world of top-down command and control hierarchical systems compared to what is being asked of us now in a much more volatile and complex environment is very different. Now, we needed to go through that, that portion in order to be able to come to the place where we can now move to a new level of listening. Listening not just with our ears, but with our whole body, with our whole energy system. And not listening as a means to an end, but listening and letting listening be a means to possibility. In today's excerpt, we're talking to my friend and colleague, Raquel Ark. Raquel founded and owns an organization called Listening Alchemy and talks with us about this whole transition that we're in from the old world to the new world and how listening is actually showing us many, many surprising results that maybe at first glance we wouldn't have seen. What's work like for you right now? Well, it's really exciting and it's um, scary and it's exhilarating and it's also, I've had this experience before with different projects and work that I've done where you have this feeling, you know, it's, it can be really tough for a long time. And then you start to get this feeling of there's like an energy that's starting to build and, it, and you can feel the energy starting to pick you up. It's not you, it's it. And it's like, that's how I feel right now. I'm starting to get lifted by this, <laughs> this wave of energy. And I'm like, okay, it's the same feeling you get when you're on a big wave on the ocean and it's picking you up and you're this like, is gonna, this is terrifying and completely exhilarating all at the same time. <laughs> and I hope there's no sharks down there. <laughs> and I hope I don't hit the rocks. <laughs> it's just like that right now for me, Miguel. <laughs> so do you feel like you're a little bit on one of your edges? <laughs> well, yeah, I've spent my, when I decided to come to planet Earth and be here, <laughs> that was the beginning of my edge is, and it hasn't stopped since I got here. If you were to give me a completely different version of your work, of how work is right now, and not use any of what you just told me, what would you say? Uh, it's the most gratifying time of my life. I feel like I'm doing exactly what I was um, meant and made to do. It feels... Uh, fulfilling on a really deep level and I feel like uh, I, I feel a sense of reverence and humility and just because I'm curious um, if there were even a third version <laughs> with none of the details that you have just said with the other two an alternative view everybody buckle up because we're going on the ride of our lives <laughs> <laughs> tell me more <laughs> Because I'm here on the, I'm here on that wave with you at this very moment. What does that mean, Trace? A third way, a third way, um, a third way to say it actually gives me the sense of um, <clears throat> I have a lot of joy when I I see the way that people are freed up and empowered by the work that I'm a part of doing. So right now, as I see that becoming more and more actionable in practical ways, it makes me feel a lot of joy because the people that are picking up those tools and skills and starting to use them are 
are meeting some of the deepest longings that they've got inside of them. You know, for work to be more than just drudgery or chaos or stress is a huge um, longing that we all have as human beings. And I feel like I get to be a part of um, serving people in that way. And it makes me, it gives me a lot of joy. Now tell me about your work and what your work is like. Actually, before I do, I'm not done with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not done with me? Okay. <laughs> No, I was, I was just thinking, you know, just taking you through, just give, telling you to look at things from three different vantage points, three or perspectives, even though it was a little, we didn't get into detail details um, in this particular right. moment. But um, how was that experience for you? Well, I love that experience. And I love it because it opens up the dimensions of um, the human experience to be aware that we are multidimensional beings and we can experience things in a multitude of ways even though oftentimes we kind of boil it down into one way, it actually wants to be experienced in a whole bunch of different ways. So I love that. Well, I, we just did a listening exercise, just letting you know. We did? <laughs> we did. Tell me more. Tell me more about this listening exercise. I, you, you, had, you had me at hello. <laughs> no, but, well, you wanted to know about listening in agile and agile teams or agile mindset. So yeah. part of having that mindset is to be able to actually have the brain practice looking at things from different um, vantage points, from different perspectives, because often we're focused on one focus. But even through that and even asking you about that process, all of a sudden you were just remembered something um, that was really helpful for you. And I bet <laughs> you may use that in the work that you do. I bet you'll take that with you. Yeah, I will. I, I really <laughs> love what you're saying right now because oftentimes I think what happens is we talk about agile. Let's be agile. Let's have a culture of agile. <laughs> or let's, let's do design. Let's do design now. What I love about what you're saying is we kind, it kind of gets back to the root of the word. Agility coming from the inside out in the way I think is so important. And it invites some sort of a practical practice in the here and now. Like how, so when I take that away... What would you suggest that I could use to remind myself to do that when I'm in my work? Because oftentimes I'll, I will be really focused and just sort of the blinders go from here to here. <laughs> then to start, you know, putting either people in place that help you look at different perspectives or maybe even standing up and moving around and seeing things from different perspectives and actually going you know, opposite of what you're thinking and trying things out. You know, those are, those are little ways that you can play with that. Um, yeah, I like the idea yeah. of doing that in a team setting too. It makes it easier when you've got other people right away and, and you could include that in your team dynamic meeting or whatever it is that you're doing to just spend a few moments taking that project or that task that you're working on and inviting some play with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they move them and move around because physically moving, the brain will start to move too. Like that makes it so much more fun too. Because I know I, I've been in those uh, roles and in my own workflow. Like maybe you know, if I go back, especially ten to thirteen years ago, you know, I was really in that sort of talking head, sitting around a boardroom table, commanding, gritting your teeth. You know, I know people who have lots of jaw problems. <laughs> it was not fun. 
right? There was no fun. So what does list, the service that you provide to the world through listening alchemy share with me what that looks like practically? Like how do you work with teams <laughs> and executives and people to create listening alchemy? I love that name, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, you know, the, um, one of the things about this name, I think it's ever evolving. So I'm learning as I go on. But so far, what I can tell you is um, that just like what you said right now, I took you through an experience first, and then I can tell you what happened, and then you get it. And it's just like you know, when we're <laughs> when we're kids, and they say, you know, the stove's hot. <laughs> but we still have to touch it. We don't realize how hot it is until we touch it. And then we actually, so, so we, ha, we still, even as adults have to go through experience to really understand it. And part of what the listening alchemy is about is, you know, it's, it's moving past just this you know, traditional, conventional, whatever word you want to use of um, active listening. Active listening is important, but a lot of times we only focus on content um, or we're only focusing on someone's emotions or something. But the problem is, um, that sometimes when we're only focusing on content, we're trying to focus on content that we think is important and therefore we're already putting the blinders on. Um, from what I can see and what I've experienced and now some of the research that's coming out or at least what I'm finding is how you know, our presence really makes a difference, like actually being present and not multitasking in our minds, thinking about what we're going to do you know, later or what, we, what just happened or whatever, that there's a lot of multitasking that happens in our mind while we're there listening to someone. And this actually gets in the way in the, in the efficiency of our listening. And if we start to pay attention to that and just let it go, you know, don't be too hard on yourselves because sometimes people start realizing how much is going on in their minds and like, oh my gosh. They, but the more you are aware of that, if you give yourself a hard time, it'll stay. <laughs> so just yeah. notice it, let it go, laugh at yourself. Try well, to you know, get present again, let it go. And it will get better. It will get better as long as you don't give yourself a hard time. <laughs> so. well, I, I noticed for me that um, whatever I resist persists, you know, that old saying goes. But I created a bit of a game with myself probably about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And it's taken me that long to just learn how to listen for 35 seconds at a time. <laughs> So yes, if, there's, I if I can do it, anybody can do it. Okay. When I started to notice that, cause I was sort of really unconscious to that for a long time. And then I realized how, how much that uh, impaired my leadership ability, my management ability, but also even more importantly, my ability to connect mm. within myself and with other people, yeah. which is for me now um, I really believe that my presence is uh, showing up in the fullness of my presence is the most important thing. So anytime I'm multitasking my mind and I'm noticing it, because there's lots of times I'm not noticing it until I am, <laughs> right. it, becomes, it becomes this um, playful developmental invitation for me to just notice that. It's like, okay, wow, I'm, I'm everywhere but here right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. And, when, and when you start practicing being here, um, and I hear this over, I even heard this this last week, I did, you know, some listening with my students. Um, they're amazed at how much can happen in just five minutes. Right. It's very efficient. Yeah. It's very efficient if people take the time to do it. <laughs> and that's the thing. You wonder, you know, why not? And it is so efficient. And I hear that over and over again, no matter 
how old people are, what their experiences are. And what you're, one thing I'd like to point out about what you're saying right now about real, realizing your presence and, and um, the difference that it makes mm -hmm. is not only being present, but also what, and that we're very aware of what type of listening are we doing. Can you describe what the different types of listening are? Well, there's a lot of different things out there you'll read. What's yours, um, What's so yours? I'm going to keep it simple, yeah. right? Thank I'm going to keep it simple <laughs> and thinking about organizations. Um, you know, often <clears throat> um, we, like you, you probably experienced this um, uh, in, when you were working corporate world, you know, often we think we have to be the expert. So we're listening from this expert perspective. We're listening, thinking that I know more than you. And so I have to, to fix things or do things for you. But right there, you're not listening completely. So you have this listening mindset. Sometimes you might need to do that in certain circumstances, but just to be aware that you might miss out on some other things. So there's, sometimes there's a time for that. But also recognize, if you really pay attention, how do people respond to you when you're listening from that as an expert? Mm -hmm. Then there's listening with curiosity, where you're just open. You're like a little kid discovering things. You know, that's a whole, I say that, listen with curiosity. And you can already physically feel the difference. Listening with empathy, you know, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And a lot of times people connect empathy and emotions together. And that's one part. But also, empathy has a content side. So what's their perspective? It's not that I have to feel everything they feel, but I'm just understanding where they're coming from. I'm putting myself in their perspective, walking in their shoes, thinking about what, you know, what it would be like living like they do, you know, and asking questions. So that in the end, you don't matter, you're neutral. And those kind of, that is, can be also very helpful, not only from customer perspective, but also working with teams and colleagues and trying to understand where they're coming from. I use that a lot when I was working in corporate communications because I had to do that from, I had to understand my marketing colleagues' perspective, also the chemists, because they're the people I had to get information from. And I know that what they had to give me was on top of their normal job. Then I had journalists who, you know, their lives are not easy, you know, and when it comes down to it, and they're also very busy, have a lot to do, have a lot of pressure, and yet they want newsworthy information that's objective, right? And then here I am, you know, and I'm also paying attention to the company vision, <laughs> making sure that that's, you know, in place. So I have all these things where I had to really put myself in their shoes, not only what they want, but also what kind of, um, you know, what the, what life was like at work so that I could find ways to make things easier for all stakeholders as well as getting the job done. And because I did that and I made things easier and I saw what their needs were, um, they worked with me <laughs> and we got published and everybody was, you know, happy. <laughs> so, you know, most of the time. <laughs> the research shows that what is it that listeners or no, what is it that speakers want from listeners so that they really feel listened to? They want to know that you're 100% paying attention to them, 100% and nothing else. They want to feel like they're understood. You know, I want you to, you know, make an effort to understand me, to know what I'm going through. You may not agree with me, you know, but I want to know that what I say is okay, that I am okay as I am as a person, you know, kind of there. Um, but to realize that when we want someone to listen to us, this is what we expect in order to really believe that that person is listening to us. I, I believe that the more we learn to listen to ourselves, and this is our whole self, so our thoughts, or are, are there any thoughts going on in our mind? What are our emotions? Are there emotions? Are there, you know, what's happening there? You know, is there some, as that person is speaking or as I'm listening, um, is there, 
some piece of nugget of information that I know is mine. You know, it's like a piece of gold there, something important for me to pay attention to. Um, my physical body, what's happening? Because sometimes people are talking and we start to, our physical body will respond, whether it's excited or stressed or whatever, mm -hmm. and to start paying attention to that. And as people are listening and speaking to each other, this stuff is happening. And a lot of times we don't realize it, and it's happening in that very moment. So one of the things I do when I'm doing um, working with groups or with people is I have them um, pause in between listening and speaking to pay attention to what has just happened just for a few seconds to do a check-in to do a scan take a moment and you can look someplace else close your eyes you know don't worry about me <laughs> I was already I was already looking 9,000 places <laughs> so close your eyes <laughs> maybe that's better <laughs> that's better for me okay take a nice deep breath and in this very moment, notice how your physical body is feeling. And just do a check from the top of your head, to your shoulders, to your hands, down to the tip of your toes. Just notice, is there anything there? And now you can put your hand on your belly. And notice, as you were listening to me, what emotions, what emotions are you feeling right now in this very moment? Well, when I checked in, I noticed <clears throat> that I have, I have like, a lot of tension going on in my body. Not, it's not a bad tension. It's just energy. I can feel there's a lot going on in my body. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself to, to pay attention to my torso and just because mm -hmm. sometimes I can get excited and all the energy will come up to one spot and then I just can breathe and just let it be. Mm -hmm. So let me just point out something that you just said. I have to remind myself to pay attention to my, tor my torso. So in that moment that you checked into your physical body and listened to your physical body, you gave yourself, you talked to yourself and said, I have to pay attention to my, my torso. Right. So you actually uh, listened to a message of yourself. <laughs> this stuff is happening in everybody. So it's great that you said that. And then I notice I can listen to you more effectively. Or mm -hmm. not effectively, but I can listen to you more, with more presence after I give myself what I need, I can give you what you need as well. Right. And also, I thought that you should be my listening coach. <laughs> Was that a nugget of gold for your next step actions? <laughs> we'll set an appointment afterwards. <laughs> I was like, this is really helpful. I <laughs> Raquel's really good at this, and it's helping me a lot. <laughs> I'm glad you decided uh, to share. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raquel's like, I'll, I'll send you my payment link. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I actually feel like um, listening like this, like doing, doing what we're doing right now feels like it, it's meaningful and it feels like really important for everything else I do. Okay, so that's your nugget of gold. You know, that's, your, that's this meaning. There's something deep down that we know that's important to pay attention to for ourselves. And this is something that whether you were speaking or whether you were listening in that moment, we all have that. Right. So even if you're the listener, you will have those messages. And even if you're the speaker in that moment, you will have those messages. Um, some of the research is showing um, that when, um, when someone is a high quality listener and how the research interprets high quality listening is non-judgmental and empathetic, that the speaker will um, become less extreme in their perspectives 
because I mean, they were, they were doing this with some pretty extreme situations where they were testing this out in extreme, you know, you see a lot of stuff happening in politics and a lot of things going on. So they were testing this in very extreme situations or in different situations, but that the speaker became less extreme because they didn't feel the need to persuade. They became, they felt, I would say safe enough that they then began to express themselves versus trying to persuade. Mm. This is a, there's a big difference. And the other thing is that the speaker um, could hear their contradictory messages in what they were saying. Um, and for, if you're thinking about teams and you think about managers that feel like they have to fix everything for their employees, this piece of research is really important for them and for you because if you just are present and listen to your, the person with the problem or the people with the problem and give them that safe space where they start to feel safe, then you might be surprised at what they can figure out themselves. Yes. It's very practical. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't have time. Well, if you don't have time to listen to actually practice this, then what do you have time for? I'm still, <laughs> I, I put this out there because I'm curious, like, what do people perceive? Because think of all the misunderstandings, the bad decisions, all this stuff happening. <laughs> so, you know, it's your choice. <laughs> no. yeah, you can do no, rework so, if you yeah. want to. You can do rework over and over again. Over and over. You can do the hamster wheel if you want to. <laughs> you can slow down and you can listen and then take the right steps. And I was, I it's mean. It's not easy though, Trace. We, I, I know. Tell me about it. This, it's, it's much harder than it seems. So, so this is really, and it's not that people have to stop because people are afraid to stop. Think of it as a pause. <laughs> it's more of a pause than a stop, you know, because life is moving. We are moving, but it's about pausing and just, you know, you, I love this, you know, the speed of presence. It is in one sense, part of that. And to do check-ins and to, you know, if I'm going to be with this person to really make an effort to be present and to see what happens and start to play around with um, what's possible just by doing that and see if things do take care of themselves and stuff and just to play with it. That's one more thing I just want to yeah, share because yeah, yeah. I think it's really exciting. Um, it just a couple of weeks ago, some research just uh, got accepted into a journal. I don't even know if the journal is out yet about listening and uh, creativity because this is also back to your <laughs> agile teams. And there's been research out there that look at if, you know, if I listen to you, then I will have creative ideas that are triggered from what you're saying. Right. Which does happen. But this time they actually um, research from the other perspective that if I listen to you, then do you become more creative? They're looking. Oh, so when the listeners believe that it will truly help, that's, the type of listening that creates safety. And when an employee feels safe, right, then they can relax <laughs> and then they can become more creative. They're, they're, they feel more comfortable expressing themselves, mm. which allows ideas to come up. And that is creativity showing up. Okay. That's, if that's they're just being polite, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. So that's why I think that oftentimes managers and supervisors are, going through the motions of listening because they don't totally understand how impactful it is for the support of those people and them as well and how how much it will produce in actual tangible results. I, I really feel like the work that you're doing is really powerful because teaching supervisors and managers, once once a manager learns that by listening they can have practical results and really support their people just by listening and they can actually experience that and have more confidence with that 
people will buy into that. I know I did. As soon as I found that that was actually, I'm very pragmatic. As soon as it started to work, I did it more. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it was less work for me. It was less work. It was a lot of work to learn how to do that. Yeah. It was a different kind of work. Ra Raquel, how can people get a hold of you if they want to see your work and see what you do? <laughs> well, they can go to my website, which is uh, listeningalchemy.com. Okay. Um, and we do have some more stuff actually coming up very soon. It's in like prototype what? right now. Um, we ha we're developing a platform right now called um, Listening Effect. Dot com nice. kind of a bridge where you bring experts like researchers or people who are listening experts together with people who want who realize the power of it and want to practice it and it will be a place where you can get resources and learn um, as well as a place to connect with others to actually experience and practice because this stuff takes practice and maybe new ways there's so many ways that you can listen um, and play with it and work with it um, and so it's just a place to do that because there's a gap of, you know, I, there's all this great stuff and nobody knows it's there. So how can we start bringing that together? Yeah. And then the other piece is for people, it could be that people just come and learn that they just use it with their team. One area is learning and creating an awareness and an understanding and a place to practice meeting other people who are at that level. And probably there'll be themes, you know, that are important people. Like for example, you know, agile teams will probably be there. I'm assuming because this is important for this kind of work. Um, but then, then there will be, you know, hopefully a core group of people who really want to take it further. And so it's not about starting something completely new. It's about integrating this into what you're already doing so right. that your work, you can have work uh, impact in your work at a different level. You know, that's basically what it's all about. That's great. That's it. It's that's very, great. very simple. <laughs> well, count, count me in. I count Canada in and count I connect expansion in. We're in. Cool. We'll, help. we'll be, we'll ambassador what you guys are doing. It's, it's really cool work. Thanks so much for uh, talking with me and teaching me more about listening. Thank you, Trace. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Welcome back, everyone. I love working with Raquel, as you can tell from the excerpt. And the work that she's doing in the world is an amazing support for organizations, for leaders, for managers. If you are looking for tools and skills to help your people develop the skill of listening as a leadership approach, I, I would highly recommend that you look Raquel up. I look forward to working with you in person or online. And until then, remember, the most important thing in life and leadership is to show up in the fullness of who you are. Have a great day.